1: Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 31st year, your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who is not a doctor, and while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educators, educational, and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow.
2: I saw this wino. He was eating grapes. I was like, dude, you have to wait. <laughs> They're not fermented yet, right? <laughs> I like uh, the, the uh, four types of wine I recommend. Wine in capsules, otherwise known as Grapes. De-alcoholized wine, if you like the taste of wine, there's the alcohol-removed wine. Also, fermented wine, uh, which you probably put on your salads, that's also called vinegar. And finally, unfermented wine, which you see in the juice aisles, that's grape juice. (laughs) Those are my four wines. Anyway, uh, you know, there was this man, I knew that, he was no ordinary drunk, let me tell you. Last year, he donated his body to science, and he's preserving it in alcohol until they can use it. So, uh, just saying. (laughs) I don't know about you. But one reason I don't drink is that I want to know when I'm having a good time. Good morning, and welcome once again to our New Year's Eve edition of the program. I'm David Snow, your happy, humble health stylist host here to keep you cool and healthy. And it's always healthy hour if you're joining us on Saturday morning or evening. So we guarantee you'll have a good time, and uh, you won't have to get inebriated to do it uh, if you spend the next hour with us here on The Healthiest Hour on Radio. And we uh, thank you so much for joining us. All right, uh, in this hour of the program, Doug Thorburn joins us. He's our alcohol addiction expert and the author of four books on alcohol addiction. Uh, We'll talk about uh, how to spot hidden alcoholics both on the road and in the workplace and in your family or in in different places. Environments and situations, also who's more prone to alcoholism? what occupations are are um, more uh, prone to that uh, that malady than others also we'll talk about treatments and prevention and uh, lots of other things in between, as Doug Thorburn always delivers a huge amount of facts on alcohol addiction at this time every year, as he has been on for I think what fifteen years or so. Uh, on our program that we've been doing uh, every we always do a show on alcohol addiction at this time of the year All right next week on doctor health a special edition of the program as well as we kick off new years with new years fitness resolutions with none other than america's original queen of fitness elaine lalane now for those of you too young to remember jack lalane her late husband he was the godfather of fitness here in the us having opened the first modern day health club Back in 1936 in Oakland, California, and then went on to create the very first television show dedicated to fitness. And that ran from the 1950s to the 1980s. And uh, he lived to 96 years old, which is the present age of Elaine Lelane today. And who, by the way, just a few months will be turning 97. And she's still a spark plug going as strong as can be. Now, one caveat regarding our uh, show next week, the January 7th show, is that, um, and I should mention this, is that Elaine um, is, is scheduled to be on, and she is always looking forward to it as much as we are looking forward to having her. However, she said they're shooting a special of the Rachel Ray show um, uh, that same week next week, uh, so uh, it's a little up in the air. But you know, eighty percent that she can she'll be able to break away and do it. So uh, she did tell me that there'll be. Uh, filming, And that's, of course, a national TV show, which <laughs> I got to tell you, gets bumped uh, when it comes to, you know, choosing between a syndicated radio show and a national TV show. I would also pick Rachel Ray, you know, if I were going to if I were in her shoes, but uh, we'll have her scheduled and then also scheduled for next week is the host of the most popular current television fitness show in America and that's uh, Gilad actually one of the most uh, popular TV shows on fitness bodies in motion host Gilad joins us also along with Elaine Lalane talking about how to get fit in the new year and beyond. Okay, uh, since today's show is on alcohol and um, it's many um, many aspects of alcohol in our society, Time magazine had an article last year on social drinking where they cited the historical popularity of alcohol and uh whereas most uh, throughout most of history or human existence alcohol was present in society yes but there were two built-in safety features that limited its dangerous um no natural limits to 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 its strength of fermented beverages that that was one and then social constraints on consumption that was the other now the strength of course was limited to the power of the yeast which maxed out at around 16% before modern-day uh, manufacturing techniques. Uh, and uh, the other limiting factor was also connected with social activities and rituals, like a holiday, like we're having today, uh, or a special meal or event or a toast to something or someone. But nowadays, with the advent of distillation and technology, alcoholic drinks are so concentrated and available that anyone can walk into a store at any time and buy alcohol, you know, enough to paralyze a dinosaur if they still roam the earth. Uh, and the other main difference between ancient or even recent history is that today, solitary drinking is so prevalent where it was not in the past, it's almost non existent. And, um, and that's almost always problematic because if you're not in a social cent- setting, uh, antisocial behavior can creep into a person's demeanor along with depression and isolation. And uh, finally, this Time Magazine article made a valid point about the ease of availability. One example being that back in 1992, there was a three-year Russian vodka epidemic that followed the breakup of the Soviet Union. Well, following that epidemic, life expectancy there fell 3.3 years for women and over six years for men. You might remember that. Driven by the massive increase in vodka consumption. So yes, moderation is the key, you might say. But when something is as pleasurably as addictive as alcohol, uh, moderation often goes right out the window. Okay, we just have a matter of minutes to cover all these articles that I have. Uh, by the way, if I uh, if I miss any, we'll uh, cover them next week. Um, I have so much information here on alcohol. Okay, so let's talk about the pros and cons of holiday cheer. What role alcohol plays in festivities? Well, the possible pros, you know, you've heard of past, Studies that have shown a possible correlation between moderate alcohol consumption, which is uh, not one to two drinks a day, that is not moderate anymore, according to the latest research. Uh, but uh, you know how it affects your heart health or um, age-related health, uh, longevity, etc. But the the cons are so you know the the drawbacks so outweigh the the small benefits. It's it's just. Uh, I mean, it's almost um, uh, one, totally one-sided. But any amount of alcohol can increase cancer risk, for instance, particularly of the liver, uh, breast, and contact areas where alcohol is consumed, uh, in the mouth and esophagus, and the colon and rectum. Uh, sleep, you may fall asleep faster after drinking alcohol, like tonight, for instance. But the sleep, sleep quality is uh, reduced, you have nighttime waking and restlessness and insomnia and, of course, morning grogginess. And, uh, you know, uh, sleep apnea worsens that. Leaky gut, uh, weight gain and obesity, of course, because of the calories and alcohol, et cetera. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Let me power through these. Oh, the United States of alcohol. <laughs> Here's a map of the United States, and it shows the, um, the highest percentage of um, chronic drinkers and binge drinkers in each state. Let's see um it looks like is number 1 followed closely by the Great Lakes states uh, you know uh, Michigan and uh with Minnesota Wisconsin let's see Washington DC is way up there uh Florida's kind of uh, far up the list uh at the bottom of the list uh, with the lowest uh, type of or, uh, chronic drinking as you can imagine Utah would be um that uh, they they would hold the lowest um, rung there at 4%, and uh, the higher ones are at 10% or above. So, oh, and Oregon and Washington, pretty high. California, surprisingly, just um, in the average range as as in Texas. All right, uh, okay, so much for that. Just, you know, here's the thing. You don't need spirits to get into the holiday spirit this weekend. Um, Here's a few tips about drinking from Dr. Trent Hall from Ohio University Medical Center. He said that think of the next morning, (laughs) as in tomorrow morning, New Year's Day, how much better you'll feel during the first day of the new year, you know, without a hangover. And uh, don't forget those cocktail calories at seven calories per gram. As we've talked about before, alcohol contains more calories than either carbohydrate or protein and almost as much as fat. Fat is nine calories per gram. So you can be sober curious, nothing wrong with that. Get a head start on enjoying a dry January. Get dry to become spry, especially given the fact that alcohol negatively affects your immune system, which puts you at greater risk for you know, everything from COVID-19 to the flu and the common cold and RSV and everything else. Okay, uh, just a few minutes left. See what else we can get to here. Oh, according to AAA, Uh, Triple A, driving hungover can be just as dangerous as driving after a few drinks. What's that, David? Okay, here, think about it. You wake up with alcohol still in your blood, depending on how much you drank the night before, of course. Plus, you wake up tired and disoriented, right? I mean, who wakes up perky and popping with energy if they're hungover? And surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, according to the National Institute of uh, Alcohol Abuse, hungover or hangover symptoms actually peak... Get this, when the blood alcohol concentration in the body returns to near zero. That's right. And hangover symptoms can last 24 hours or longer. So whether it's fatigue and weakness, you know, headaches, nausea, stomach pains, of course, vertigo and anxiety, irritability. Uh, Gee, was that last night that much fun where you had to, you know, indulge or imbibe? I mean, you play, you pay, right? Uh, so you can also, um, well, there's other uh, si- uh, other uh, side effects, uh, increased blood pressure, sensitivity to light and sound. So whether it's a night of libations or the morning after, the liability of libations is there. So don't chance getting behind the steering wheel because, as you know, uh, the most important part of any automobile, or do you know what it is? The nut that holds the steering wheel. That's right. Okay, we only have two minutes left, so... Do we have matters of sexual health? We have time for that or the funny bone pharmacy. Uh, let's do matters of sexual health. All right. Um, okay. Um, is there more or less sexual activity during the holidays? Well, um, let's see. Oh, and also, do seasonal holidays bring a predictable rise in total number of births? You know, like nine months later. Well. Here's some interesting research. Uh, This was done on birth timing and postnatal outcomes. They say it, uh, let's see, it analyzed sexual activity from 500,000 individuals. Uh, Two patterns became especially clear. The first is general, all locations, or, or excuse me, for all locations. New Year had a high, or the highest magnitude increase in sexual activity. This was comparable to the increase in sexual activity measured in Brazil during Carnival or Valentine's Day in the U.S. and U.K., uh, let's see. The second pattern is more specific. One pattern consistent among countries was decreased sexual activity in the three days before Christmas, which was followed by elevated sexual activity on Christmas and the three days after. Uh, so, um, but, you know, you got to say, uh, statistically, there's more births in August and September. That's about nine months from now. So there are higher birth rates of the year there. All right, uh, back after this with more information for your good health. I'm David Snow on this special edition of the program. Coming up, Doug Thorburn talking about alcohol addiction. So you don't want to miss any minute of of our show today. But if you do, uh, well, if you're going to miss any minute of it, join us for the rebroadcast tonight, 12 hours from right now, on the station you're listening to right now. Stick around. If you want to stay healthy, Dr. Health returns right after this.
3: Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now, our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire.
1: Yeah, I know. I I just need to finish this sales report and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I? No, I'll be fine.
3: You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
1: Sorry, yogurt, although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, uh, well, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is you yogurts can't compete with the medical strength probiotic like Theralac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Therolac. That's because just one capsule of Therolac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Therolac, it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Therolac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to therolac.com.
2: Welcome back to The Cure for the Common radio show. David Snow with you on this special New Year's Eve edition of the program. And uh, here on... Every New Year's Eve, uh, well, the eve of every New Year's Eve. I mean, uh, obviously today, uh, I think the first time in, what, seven years that we uh, fall on New Year's Eve, our uh, Saturday show. Uh, So we're fortunate for that fact. But uh, we always have at this time of the year. Doug Thorburn, our alcohol addiction expert, because tonight is the deadliest night of the year on our highways and roadways because of alcohol. And uh, we'd like uh, to—oh, and first of all, I'll mention again, I mentioned it earlier in the program, that he is the author of four books on alcohol addiction, including Drunks, Drugs, and Debits, Get Out of the Way, also Alcoholism, Myths, and Realities, as well as How to Spot Hidden Alcoholics, which is what uh, we're going to devote a good part of the show to because uh, a lot of you are going to be driving, as many people are today and tonight, and so you want to avoid— at all costs, anybody that might be on the road, and, of course, report report them if you can, uh, but uh, at least avoid them uh, by all means. And uh, we'd like to welcome Doug Thorburn to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Doug. How the health are you? Doing great. Thank you, David. I can't believe it's been a year, and, you know, you've been with us, what, Fifteen years now, something like that. I mean, uh, at least, yeah. <laughs> your your books are collector's items now. They used to. It, it was hot off the press when we first started interviewing you. But uh, anyway, oh, you know, excuse me, Doug. Um, somebody just came in to take my drink order. Oh yes, uh, I'll have a um, cafe. Uh, let's see, a uh, uh, cafe mocha vodka Valium latte, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm back now. Just kidding. Just cool. kidding. All right. Uh, anyway, Doug, now um, first question, an important one. What did the full glass say to the empty glass?
4: Uh,
2: drink me. I don't know. You look drunk, <laughs> but it's a different kind of drunk, of course. Uh, and uh, we want to talk about um, you know bottoms up and um, the things that are alcohol related. So. Now we have, as as I mentioned at the outset of your introduction, the um, today being New Year's Eve and uh, tonight being the deadliest night of the year on the highways because of alcohol. Uh, so let's talk about first one of your books, "Get Out of the Way," uh, or oh, let's see, that's uh, it should be um, "How to Spot Hit Alcoholics." That's the book that you focus in on regarding driving, right? As far as No, get out of the way. Okay, uh, how do identify the way? okay. okay. sorry. Yeah.
5: How to identify and avoid a driver under the influence. Okay. So yeah, so what are me.
2: the telltale signs? Give us uh, some of the rundown on that.
5: Well, some of the telltale signs are look someone who looks like he thinks he's king of the road, weaving in and out of traffic, tailgating. Uh, the the odds of uh, DUI for somebody making an illegal U turn, believe mm-hmm. it or not, are thirty five percent. Wow. Uh, they're under the influence, thirty-five percent of the time. Wow! We've all made illegal U-turns. Why is it that high? Because alcoholics do it
2: that much more frequently. Oh, I see. Okay. And what and about the same speeding. With tailgating? Speeding too, or would it be speeding, or also slowing down because they know they're they're impaired, and so they want to overcompensate? I know that's what marijuana drivers do.
5: Too too slow. Uh, the more than 10 degree, 10 miles per hour, less than the speed limit is an excellent sign of a, of a possible DUI. Mm-hmm. And what I look for when I'm on the road are two are two indicators. So I see somebody, uh, slowing down 10 more than 10 miles an hour, and then uh, getting a little bit too close to somebody, uh, in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's under the influence or it's weaving in out of traffic than tailgating. Uh, they think they're God. And that's the problem with alcoholism and alcoholics is, they, they develop egomania, and egomania impels them to have a need to wield power over others, and they look like they're God. They look like they think they're invincible because they really do think they're invincible. And unfortunately, look, if, they,
2: if they're driving a muscle car or a large automobile, they have that much more or they think that they have much that much more uh, power and you know weight to throw around, so to speak, which and, literally they do.
5: And that's why alcoholics will, more often than non-addicts, purchase muscle-type cars.
2: Really? Or
5: sports cars, sure. Oh. Because that's, they, they look like their god you know, the way up there. And then by no means is that, you know, everybody by far, you know, no, no, the only 10% of the population consists of practicing alcohol or other drug addicts. So there's a lot of people who, you know, have big cars, fancy cars, what have you, who are not alcoholics. Sure, but I think the course. odds are, are clearly higher based on the idea that they look like they're 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 making an impact. I'm I'm big. I'm important, mm-hmm. and that's classic. Uh, that's a classic telltale sign of of alcoholism.
2: Okay. Now uh, I know that there are going to be more police officers on the roads, of course, tonight uh, because of of what we're talking about. Uh, but when do you call in uh, somebody, you know, and get their license number and everything? Uh, I mean, isn't it a fine line or um, I know they say better safe than sorry, but we don't want to overwhelm the nine one one departments of different states that are listening to this program and that we're making people aware of doing so um when do you call in and when do you just say, Okay, well, give them the benefit of the doubt or you know some of the things that you were talking about tailgating weaving driving ten miles an hour slower than the speed limit exact, you know things like that um I mean, if you can call in and report somebody, should you or, you know, when, when, is that, um, when does that come into play or when should you uh, report uh, a vehicle that you're observing I've, doing some of the things you mentioned?
5: I think it's a great idea to call in. I do wait for two, maybe three indicators oh, okay. where they're very obvious, mm-hmm. you know, because cause one indicator, yeah, maybe, you know, I'm going to get out of their way. That's my mind, my brain. I'm not a court of law, so I I can convict in my mind and say, hey, they might be under the influence. And more often than not, when I see one indication, I see a second if I'm able to track the car for a while. If I'm I'm going along with that car for a while, I'll see a second indicator and Mm -hmm. a third one oftentimes. Uh, and and I I have reported uh, uh, drivers under the influence, uh, more successful uh, outside of the city areas because uh, you know in the city you just lose track of them too quickly.
2: Yeah, right. You know, outside right, of cities right.
5: though, you're on a on a highway, major highway, and I've reported them, and I've actually had some pulled over and. Wow. Uh, uh, hmm. One, one. Uh, I was invited in to, uh, uh, in to be a witness, and
2: then really? they called me
5: back and said, hey, he copped a, he copped a plea.
2: Wow. <laughs> Is that right? How about that? Oh, huh. yeah. Now, yeah. what about failing to use a turn signal? Is that also a, an indicator?
5: It, it, I see think it's a not great indicator, but again, it's, it's little things that add up where they show that they they lack, yeah, it's a pattern and they lack consideration for others. I see. Because they're God, you're not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is, that is the mindset of the alcoholic. All right. And by the way, don't get me wrong, they can be wonderful people. In, In sobriety, they're usually fabulous people. Humility, the twelve step program teaches them humility. They mm-hmm. are not so. They are not powerful. They're not. They're not the most powerful person in the universe. Mm-hmm. And so, in recovery, they're great. But while they're practicing alcoholics, they can be monsters.
2: Okay. On that note, Doug, we need to take a bottom of our break. And when we come back, I have many more questions for you about alcohol addiction. Uh, when we return, I want to ask you about who is more prone to alcoholism. What occupations tend to fit that? Um, realm and uh, also some of the benefits of alcohol as well as preventive measures that we can take to avoid. Uh, You know, you were saying that only 10% of people are um, true alcoholics but what about the people that are kind of in that gray area which uh, they could go into that 10% any time now. Also is alcohol a gateway drug and then you have some interesting information about one of our politicians in the news recently and you say that there's all kinds of signs that he was an alcohol or is a, probably an alcoholic, and we'll talk about high-functioning alcoholics in our society, politicians, leaders, um, uh, CEOs, and much more, as we return from this brief break. I'm David Snow here on this special edition of Doctor Health, New Year's Eve edition with Doug Thorburn, our alcohol addiction expert. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. Also, when we come back, the ten stages of drunkenness. Stick around if you want to stay healthy.
4: You remodel your kitchen. You remodel your bathroom. Now remodel your gut. That's right, your gut. During a three-year fermentation process, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics create healthy, organic nutrients and the diversity of flora that are necessary for long-term digestive health. So remodel your gut today with the right workers. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics online as well as Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and natural health retailers nationwide today.
6: Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior, fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com.
7: Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear Saline Nasal Spray with Xylitol.
4: Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's XLEAR.com. dot com. Snow.
1: Snow. Snow.
8: Snow. Snow. Snow.
2: Welcome back to the program. It is David Snow on your radio here where we actually encourage you to drive under the influence Well, of good health. <laughs> Welcome back to the program on our special New Year's Eve edition of the program talking about alcohol and its addiction that so many people have to uh, deal with, not only at this time of the year, but uh, 24-7, 365. Uh, Doug Thorburn is our guest. If you're just joining us, he's the author of four books on alcohol addiction and uh Doug, do you know the difference between an alcoholic and a drunk? Mm, Tell me. A drunk doesn't have to go to meetings. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of that, (laughs) now uh, let's talk about the treatment for alcohol addiction. And the most common and most popular treatment is AA. Uh, What is your opinion of that, uh, having written four books on alcohol addiction yourself?
5: Dr. Bob and Bill W. were... Absolutely, simply brilliant in coming up with the concept of AA. 11 of the 12 steps are designed to deflate that massive alcoholic ego, and that is what is required for sobriety. Abstinence is not sobriety. Abstinence with de- ego deflation is sobriety.
2: Mm. Oh, okay. That's... And
5: That's absolutely crucial because alcoholism causes an inflated ego. You see somebody with an inflated ego and an inordinately large sense of self-importance Odds are they are alcoholic. All right, they well, never see the use.
2: Uh huh. Okay. Well, and without so mentioning been- names in politics, because <laughs> you know, when when you said inflated egos, that automatically uh, brought my mind up to uh, in the forefront of um, uh, people that are politicians, because often they have inflated egos. Now, you have some information or your opinion, rather, on uh, one of the. Uh, politicians that's been in the news lately uh, tell us uh, give us that rundown on what your um what the issue is with um, is it George Santos?
5: George Santos of New York elected to the 3rd district New York uh he uh has lied incessantly pathologically which is a great clue to addiction because alcoholics are the world's greatest liars uh he's charismatic it reported as being charismatic. That's classic alcoholism. Why? Because it's a way of wielding power over others. Uh, look at me. Look at what I can do. Uh, and um, his landlord had to spend, according to the landlord, $17,000 to re- repair severe damage left behind uh, of the home he moved out of, I think, in 2020, early, early this year, early hmm.
0: 2022.
5: Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, the, the signs are all over the place. He blames others for his problems, you know, uh, and that's classic. Blaming others is, is symptomatic of addiction. Anytime I hear the blame game being played, I'm looking for alcoholism. I mm. uh, can't always prove it. Because why? Because. The higher the social political status of the addict, the less likely the enablers will ever let the secret out because they have too much to lose.
2: Oh, okay. The people okay. surrounding that person. The, now, of you course, you got they're... it.
5: That's that's yeah. why that's why uh, Jack uh, Jackson, um, uh, singer musician. Uh, <laughs> what mean, is his name?
2: Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson.
5: Oh. There you go. Michael Jackson uh, was enabled to his death. It was obvious he was an addict, mm. yeah. You know, but but the only person who ever called him out on it reportedly was his uh, child care uh, person because the children loved him so much they they kept on asking for him to come back even though he would continuously uh, point to Michael Jackson and say, you've got to stop the, the drinking and using. Mm. you got to stop that. So he'd fire him. Oh, that's what they can do. they fire him. They'll get somebody else who will enable him. Right, right. You know? mm. So they, and this has gone on for, you know, Hundred years, oh. easily, hundreds of years, probably. Although and, they're... In, uh, 19,
2: oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, In
5: 1987, Stephen Waldman, a journalist, wrote an article entitled Governing Under the Influence, Washington Alcoholics, Their Aids Protect Them, The Media Shields Them. Mm. And he pointed to a number of former congressmen as alcoholics, including some top people, Wilbur Mills, who was the chairman of the Tax-Writing House and Ways, House Ways and Means Committee, Hale Boggs, who was the majority leader, Carl Albert, Speaker of the House, Metal Rivers, who was the chairman of the Armed Services Committee. I mean, why not today? What's what's different today versus then? All kinds of Congress critters, as I like to call them, and senators act like they're God, act like they think they know everything, they know how to live and run our lives better than we do, Mm. that's symptomatic of addiction. Not everyone. There are exceptions, I'm sure. There's just simple psychopaths, but usually it's alcoholism.
2: Wow, interesting. Now, is alcohol a gateway drug to other drugs, or is it vice versa, or is it, it, it doesn't is play into because that?
5: Because it's because it's the most common and easy, easily accessible drug. It's the gateway drug, typically. But I've known addicts who started with heroin. And then they went to alcohol. A, you know, it's always a fallback. Alcohol, alcohol is a great fallback drug because it addresses all the neurotransmitters, not just one or two neurotransmitters like cocaine and heroin do. And their uh, legal, their legal counterparts, uh, legal amphetamines. Which uh, there's plenty of addicts who are hooked on just the legal drugs or legal uh, narcotics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, it doesn't matter. I I called uh, Rush Limbaugh an addict because. He was, you know, using legal drugs. He was, and I said he was a heroin addict once on a radio show. The radio host actually took me off the air. <laughs> Is that right. Oh. <laughs> you, you, can't call Rush Limbaugh an addict. He was a heroin addict. He just didn't use heroin. He used other opioids. Opioid. Uh, yeah, op- op- opioids. The synthetic version of opiates.
2: Well, well, but uh, and I'm not defending him or anybody else. But but a lot of times, people in whether it's in his position or just the common folk. Uh, a lot of times they get uh, addicted because of uh, a pain medication the doctor has prescribed which is an opioid and then they you know they develop the tolerance as you know and uh, and then they need more and more for for pain relief and then it's a vicious cycle and uh, they
5: rather... they get, they get addicted they're already yeah. addicts almost always
2: hmm. okay well almost always the typical
5: alcohol or other drug addict triggers their addiction at age 13
2: what really Okay.
5: Yeah. Uh-huh. Dr. Drew Barrymore tells us she was drinking addictively at age eight.
2: Mm. Now, how does huh? genetics play into that?
5: How, how does what? Oh, it's, it's genetic. That, that's the reason. It has nothing to do with stress for the job. If stress of the job caused addiction, we'd all be alcoholics. Mm. Okay? If life's trials and tribulations caused addiction, we'd all be addicts. We're not. Mm-hmm. Why? because we, we're not genetically predisposed. Alcoholism is a genetic predisposition to biochemically process the drug, alcohol, or other drugs in such a way as to cause that person to act destructively some of the time. It's not all the time. They act destructively because of egomania and it's purely genetic.
2: All right.
5: Yeah, and, and if somebody says, well, I could have been an alcoholic, oh, try drinking addictively. You think you could have been an alcoholic? Just try it. You will not be able to drink addictively because the typical non-addict is on their face at a 0. 0.12, 0. 0.14. The typical alcoholic is barely getting started at
2: 0. 0.16. Is that right? Wow.
5: Yeah, yeah. And they don't show the classic signs of inebriation typically until they're at a 0. 0.24. When I was interviewing uh, cops for my book, Get Out of the Way, uh, How to Identify and Avoid a Driver Under the Influence, uh, a drug recognition expert cop. These are the real experts in this told me a story about how he had pulled somebody over, was giving him a citation, was ready to let him go, and he thought, mm, he could be under the influence, let's have him blow. He blows a .41. He says, the Whoa. fertilizer must be broken. Let me take you into the station house. My he blows a .40 at the station.
2: Are you are serious? Okay? He's
5: ready to let him go, and he knows what to look for.
2: Oh, my goodness.
5: That's, that's the tolerance of alcoholics, and it's from the get-go.
2: Well, and that's why you say, and that's why you, you, you wrote the book, uh, you know, how to spot hidden alcoholics uh, because you had a girlfriend who was alcoholic and you you were with her for how long? And I had the same experience back in my 20s. Uh, you know, it wasn't until decades later that, and, you know, when we were keeping in touch that she, she told me and I, you know, I was so oblivious to it. But you, you had the same experience, didn't you, Beck?
5: Yeah, yes, yeah, I did. And you could look back and say, oh, that explains those, be- those bizarre behaviors I was living with and experiencing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, and
5: that's what inspired me to learn about addiction. I said, I'm not going through this again. Right. right. And I I had no idea. I I really didn't. You know, she was supposedly a recovering addict. She was upfront about that. Well, it turns out she'd relapsed the first week we met, looking back at the behavior patterns. And that's the secret. The secret will come out if you watch the behaviors. Don't ever believe what they tell you.
2: Actions speak louder than than words, right?
5: That's right. You got it. You got it. By the way, you were asking about high-functioning alcoholics. Greatest portrayal ever of a high-functioning female alcoholic, Beth on Yellowstone.
2: Oh, I didn't see that. Fabulous.
5: Oh, Oh. she is all by herself. The audience is lover. Well, (laughs) <laughs> they love her because she's out there. She's willing to take risks others won't take. Why? Because uh-huh. she's a full-on alcoholic. Oh,
2: uh-huh. okay. And that's... nobody
5: seems to be getting that. They, they see it, but they're not really thinking about, well, what, what explains these behaviors?
2: Uh-huh. Well,
5: that explains it. Uh-huh. And her dad's a full, full-on full enabler, Kevin Costner's character.
2: Oh, okay. I...
5: Great, great show, though. All yeah, right. it's, it's a terrific show for uh, that reason and for reasons of loyalty. Uh-huh. Not integrity, but loyalty. OK,
2: well, on that note, and and uh, bef- before we get to our last break of the hour, I wanted to mention or just add to the political discussion that there are many politicians that are liars that are not alcoholic. <laughs> you know, they're just uh, I mean, that's that's part of the, the I guess the prerequisite of the profession. I hate to say it, but uh, I wonder yeah. I wonder
5: how many are hidden.
2: Really? Okay.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. Just think of Waldman's article from nineteen eighty-seven. So many were hidden. They're still hidden. Hmm. Their enablers have too much to lose.
2: So are you saying I that? I, are are you saying that maybe they get into that profession because of uh, their
5: yes, absolutely? Their so they can weigh their they, they, average age thirteen. They triggered alcoholism. Now, what profession can I get into where I can wield power over others? Uh, That's classic.
2: Well, law or, enforcement or, or, would be or, one.
5: Law enforcement. Absolutely. Law enforcement. Uh they can wield power over others, uh, guards in prisons. Mm-hmm. This is not we don't have a system built uh, designed to reduce the rate of recidivism because you got addicts arresting addicts then guarded by addicts. And when I used to give talks before chemical dependency counselors, someone, I would say this and someone would invariably raise their hand and say, And judged by addicts.
2: Oh. Oh, that's huge. If yep. ju- judges are also alcoholics, that's... Uh, A lot yeah. of them,
5: sure. Wow. It's higher than the average in the population. Remember, average in the population, 10%. But 20% of medical personnel are addicts. Really? It's, yeah, and they get into that because, well, I can get my drug.
2: Oh, yes, of course, the mm. access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. And attorneys, probably 25%. All right, And think
5: think of Academy Award-winning actors during the 20th century. 30% of Academy Award-winning actors during the 20th century were alcoholics. Why? Because they can wield power over their audiences.
2: Interesting. Wow. CEOs of
5: major corporations. They can wield power over their employees. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And so those are high-functioning. In fact, that brings me as a perfect segue to this 10 stages of drunkenness. See if you relate to this. I I got this. It's kind of... uh, Well, tongue-in-cheek, but, but, uh, you know, it has a lot of truth to it as well. Uh, Number one, witty and charming. That's the first stage of uh, drunkenness. Mm -hmm. Two, rich and famous. Three, benevolent. Four, (laughs) clairvoyant. Five, screw dinner. Six, patriotic. Seven, crank up the Enola Gay. In other words, you know, let's go bomb something. Uh, Eight, witty and charming part two. And that was the number one. Uh, stage of drunkenness. Number nine and ten, invisible is number nine and ten, bulletproof. Would you concur with those uh, points? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, they're good. All right. It's a um, good list. Okay. We need to uh, take a break, keep lights on here, and we will be back with more information for your good health here on Dr. Health with my resident alcohol addiction expert, Doug Thorburn, here in his uh, 15th or 20th year. I can't, I've lost count. But uh, we'll tell you. Give out his website and tell you how to get his books. And uh, we will have more information right after this. So stick around if you want to stay healthy. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio.
7: Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly one in three Americans and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost 20% of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. health. So, along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Available at Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, GNC, and fine health food stores everywhere.
8: When it comes to probiotics, why do employees, managers, and owners of health stores recommend and personally take Therilac more than any other brand? Results. Fast results. In fact, Therilac is the fastest-acting medicinal-strength probiotic. With patented stomach acid-resistant delivery, prebiotic stimulation, and guaranteed potency, Ferilac restores regularity fast while providing all the long-term benefits of a superior probiotic supplement. Don't be fooled by probiotic products that promise higher potencies or more strains of beneficial bacteria. High potency means nothing without delivery. And more strains are not necessarily better. Theralac is optimally formulated for results. Theralac, the high potency probiotic with guaranteed strength, delivery, and stimulation. Supporting your digestion, regularity, and immunity. Theralac, available in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store. For more information, go to Theralac.com.
3: Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now, our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy.
2: Welcome back to Lifestyles of the Fit and Healthy here on your health information station, at least when you're listening to us on Saturday mornings or evenings. Twelve hours from now, we offer a rebroadcast of the morning show on the station you're listening to right now. Or you can always go to the website, DrHealthRadio.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R HealthRadio.com. David Snow on your radio, this is our health tip of the weekend. The snowman says... You can have a happy New Year without having a happy brew year. (laughs) Uh, Have a dry New Year's Eve. That doesn't mean you're going to be dry yourself. In fact, you'll have a blast watching everybody else making fools of themselves, right? And, uh, you know, Doug, I was thinking if I were at a party or, well, say, at a bar, and there was a last call and I I was somewhere, you know, I I don't, I'm not a bar hopper, but if I were, uh, if I were a bar somewhere and I was interested in a woman that I saw there. Uh, my pickup line, you know what it would be? Hmm. Where have you been all my beers or all these beers? I mean, years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't drink beer. Yeah, uh, and she might
5: not be so good looking because you got beer goggles on.
2: Yes, yes, uh, exactly. The beer, the good old beer goggles. Okay.
5: <laughs> she certainly looks great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then you get sober. Anyway, uh, let's get back to our discussion on alcohol addiction now. Uh, Oh, you know what? Um, There's uh, a doctor that we've had on before in the past, uh, Dr. Jeff Hurton. I think I mentioned him earlier in the program, but um, he has a book called The Sobering Truth. I'm not sure if it's still available, but I highly recommend this book as well as your four books on alcohol addiction. And let me just read uh, from one of his chapters, Alcohol and Your Health, The Great Hoax. And uh, this is, uh, well, you know what? Let's... um, Oh, gosh, we're up against the clock here. Yeah, let me save this for either next week or another time. Um, let me get to some questions I, I wanted you to answer because uh, you're such a, an expert on this. Okay, so the, the signs and symptoms of beginning stages of alcoholism, irrespective of driving people in workplace and in your family, uh, your friends. How can people uh, give us some signs of hidden addiction there?
5: Backstabbing, especially in the workplace, um, blaming others for mistakes, problems. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's your fault. It's uh, my dad's fault. It's the dog's fault. You know, any mm. kind of blame, that's very common in the workplace and in personal life. And uh, you got to be careful because you can live with a person and not have a clue about their addiction. You can live with them for years. Uh, Jody Sweeten, uh, ch- Full Full House child star, uh, grew up, uh, married an LAPD cop to whom she was married for five years, uh, two or three of which. She was a full on methamphetamine addict. Oh, and cop, cop husband didn't have a clue.
2: Oh my gosh. Of all yeah, people, he he had clues. He
5: didn't know what to look for. He had clues because of her behaviors. Oh. No question. The behaviors were there. Okay. I don't know what they were, but I can just tell you, there were misbehaviors, mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. kind of misbehaviors where, where they, they, they say you're unimportant Uh, get out of my way, Uh, they're inconsiderate, look for addiction. Like I say it's not always there, it's not 100%, but you you can increase the odds, and my work revolves around uh, increasing or lowering the odds of substance addiction as I observe behaviors. And if I observe enough behaviors where I say, likely addict, I'm going to get the hell out of their way.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. Now, uh, last question, and this has to do with the treatments that you uh, well, we discussed a little earlier. AA being one of them, are the most popular and, and common treatment, and you highly recommended that. It sounded like. Uh, what about these high end clinics that you know politicians or uh, high position people go to? Uh, uh, Hollywood <laughs> comes to mind first, of course, uh, and and it seems like they're it's a revolving door. They're they're serial uh therapy clinics uh that uh, where they you know go in one year and out the other <laughs> kind of like new year's resolutions right uh but, i think it is um, I,
5: think, I think it is a revolving door so so and, and, and um, there's no reason to spend thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for a month on a vacation mm. for the addict for mm. them to get sober or at least get abstinent for a month then leave and then relapse mm. You know, the key to preventing relapse is to have close people near them who say, "You relapse, you show the signs of a relapse, and you're out of here. We're done. It's over." Oh, okay. That's how you get addicts clean and sober. Every recovering addict I've interviewed for my work has admitted eventually. It doesn't come right out, but they've eventually admitted that it was the person who not only didn't lend them a helping hand, not only stepped over them, but stepped on them. And that's why DUIs are so good, because DUIs have gotten addicts sober.
2: Yeah, right.
5: Mm-hmm. And what the judges the judges should be saying is, you're going to test clean for years, randomly and regularly, or you lose your license.
2: Okay, and, and on that note, or having to do with uh, that, and you've mentioned it in other previous shows that we've done together, uh, how many times, on average, does a person drive drunk before they actually experience a DUI or get pulled over or get arrested or put in jail?
5: Probably a couple thousand times.
2: Couple thousand? I thought it was a couple hundred.
5: No, couple thousand. Oh, they're my they're goodness. that good. They're that good of drivers. They can be extraordinarily competent drivers.
2: Mm. Oh boy. Huh? But that's why
5: we look for misbehaviors. And think about those guys weaving in and out of traffic. That's pretty good driving, really, when you think about it. It's dangerous for others. Yeah, And and they could land in an accident, but very rarely does that happen, thank God. Or or sometimes they they,
2: they kill somebody else and they end up surviving the, the, you know— Fatal accident that they caused. Yeah, or they caused
5: the accident, yeah. but they're not even involved yeah.
2: in it. Yeah, and that's also the case, yeah. Hey, Doug, yeah. we're out of time. I'm sorry to, to be short with you. Uh, do you have a website, or can people still get your books? We're on Amazon, I guess.
5: Yeah, Amazon, uh, and I have a website that is kind of inactive right now, preventtragedy.com. Uh, or addictionreport.com. Addiction that would be the easier one to remember. Okay. And I and I there's some archives of of old articles. Uh, I had a a letter, an addiction report, where I viewed the news, the lens of uh, of substance addiction, the news, current events, history. Great. There's great archives up there. All right. Uh, at addictionreport.com.
2: Okay. Thanks so much, Doug Thorburn, for being with Pleasure. us. So much appreciate it. All right. There he Thank goes. You, there he goes. And a uh, reminder, next week, our special New Year's edition of the program where we talk about fitness resolutions with the queen of fitness, well, America's original queen of fitness, Elaine Lalane, who's almost 97 years old. We'll also have Gilad from TV's Bodies in Motion. We'll have him on as well, and, uh, of course, all of our regular features as well. Thank you so much for being out there in Land this year. No matter what state you are listening to us from, Uh, We hope that your state of health has improved as a result of listening to Dr. Health Radio this year. And we always want you to be of cheer, whether you have a cup of cheer or not. But remember always that the hand that lifts the cup that cheers should not be used to shift the gears. In other words, please don't drink and drive. If you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. I'm David Snow. Join us again next week, 168 hours from right now for another edition of the program. And remember, it's not how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha, have a healthy week, and a happy new year.